essential workers right now on Tuesdays and Thursdays, right? Yeah, we're well, we've been doing the Tuesdays every every week for about a month at Kimchi Guys. Okay. So free meals to anybody in the hospitality industry that's been furloughed, let go, lost their jobs, cool. lost their businesses or whatever. And then we're starting with Drunken Fish this coming Thursday, this coming Thursday, not not this Thursday, but next Thursday at Drunken Fish Central West End with uh, uh, oh. California rolls and salad and, and chips That's uh, for anybody who wants to call ahead 30 minutes and we're going to prepare a free, free meal for them too. I, bet so. that. I love that. Yeah. Oh, and if you can, so we do that twice a week, we're just trying to do something in the community. You know? Dope. If you can, uh, if you can share the feed and let people know that you're going to be on, that'd be great. Um, we're going on in five, three, two, one. Hey, welcome, welcome back. Hey, welcome, welcome back, guys. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. If this is your first time checking out this show, please go crush that like button on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash The Pascal Show. If you're watching this feed already hit, this is a quick reminder to hit that like button. And of course, if you're watching on YouTube, Twitch, or any of those other platforms, my YouTubers, my Twitchers, what's up? Hit that follow button on Twitch and of course, crush that subscribe button on our YouTube channel. Anyway, I got somebody very, very special on the show today. This guy is, man, he's a powerhouse. And if you don't know who Monsak So is, I could, I there's, I don't know how to tell you. This man is a beast. He's the owner of the franchise Drunken Fish and of Kimchi Guys. Please welcome to the show my brother Monsak So. What's up, my brother? <laughs> What's up? What's up? Thank you for having me. Hey, it's anytime. Good, uh, it's been a while since I've seen you. Yeah, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. You know, this, uh, this, this, this pandemic has been really has been no joke. You know what I mean? Um, so right, right. Honestly, it's it's been wild. So I uh, I'm very thankful that we're able to do stuff like this. You know, we're able to do this uh, FaceTime stuff, and I mean, I, I recommend this to anybody who is. Uh, at home, chilling, that kind of thing, just so they can see their families, that kind of thing. FaceTime yeah. with them, have a conversation, just see how they're doing. It it helps. A little bit goes a long way, you know? I agree, yeah. I mean, it, it normalizes things a little bit in a very uncertain time, for absolutely. sure. Absolutely, absolutely. So tell me, okay, so first off, how are you guys doing right now? I mean, you know, uh, uh, before we go into all the really wonderful things that you guys are doing in regards to giving back to non-essential workers or to essential workers right now, um, how how right. do you guys how are you right. guys dealing with this this whole change of of uh, business? I mean, I mean, I think I mean just like any other uh, business owner or people that's been working out in the industry. Uh, I mean, it, it hit pretty hard and pretty fast and things just moved uh, rapidly in an escalation scale about a month ago. And so I think um, it feels like to me, we've been in this thing for six, seven, eight months, you know, but it's only been a month, you know, and I tell people, hey, right. days go by quick and weeks go by extremely slow for me, you know, so. Uh, but I think we're doing well. I mean, I think the first week just scared the poop out of me in terms of um, going from regular business to just and just on halt, a stoppage, and just pivoting from that position to do something different uh, based on what the regulations and and all of that were coming down. Yeah. And so, uh, but I think we have adjusted, and I think we're doing okay right now. Um, obviously, the first and foremost, I think about uh, my team and trying to get them through this this period and hopefully we'll get out you know bright and shining out of this yeah so that's i wish that for everybody that's in the business and uh and for the country yeah actually so 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 let me ask you this then what are you doing because uh, you said that you're you're helping your you know your staff your team to get through this so what adjustments have you guys done I mean, I, I think going to a, I mean, I think most restaurants have gone gone to a takeout model. I mean, we've already been using a lot of the delivery services uh, going into uh, March, and with all of the local delivery services as well as our own delivery with online orders as well. And so, uh, just pivoting a little bit around that, putting a lot of promotions around uh, that business because yeah, I mean, you can't dine in the in any of the restaurants anymore. So. Yeah. Uh, so we just kind of pivoted our, our position and our strategies a little bit to just 
um, um, create more opportunities for takeout and uh, online orders, deliveries that we're making ourselves uh, and so forth. Right. Yeah. So uh, that's been helping. Yeah. And, uh, you know, of course, of course, you guys. Ooh. Uh, so, of course, I know that you guys deal with um, I mean, there's with drunken fish it's sushi, it's raw fish, that kind of thing. Um, so, of course, there's people that get a little concerned in regards to maybe buying from places that serve uh, raw foods. Um, what are you guys doing? What extra precautions are you guys doing right now to ensure that people won't uh, contract anything or that they can eat safely from drunken fish? I mean, I think one of the things that we're doing at all of our stores is making sure that people wear masks and wearing um, gloves and sanitizing um, um, surfaces on a regular basis and keeping our employees safe from delivery drivers and customers that are coming in to pick up food. And that's just kind of mandated from our company down to making sure, hey, let's keep a clean sanitary environment at all times, keep a safe distance uh, amongst ourselves and amongst uh, other people that are coming in to pick up food. And, uh, and then in terms of travel of food, um, we've been delivering sushi and, you know, uh, out of drunken fish for a long time. Uh, sushi travels actually very, very well. Uh, so uh, we never had any issues with that. So uh, it's been it's been good. It's been good in terms of obviously now we're doing what we were doing about 10 to 15% of our business. Now we're doing hundred percent of this business. So yeah. there's a lot of learning curve around that in the last few weeks, but uh, I think we've got a pretty good handle on it now. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I understand that. I mean, obviously everybody has to adjust to a certain extent, even not only in our business, uh, but also just in our personal lives, all this new adjusting, you know, can't even go to the gym. You got to figure out how to work out at home. Uh, you know, there's all this crazy stuff, new, uh, new adjustments that we have to do. Yeah. So, Speaking of, you know, adjustments, I know that you guys have been yeah. not only just kimchi guys and drunken fish, you guys have made some serious changes with that. But you guys are also doing something really, really dope and really, really incredible uh, over at Drunken Fish and Kimchi Guys. So can you tell us a little bit about what you guys are doing for uh, essential workers right now? So I think we have two programs, uh, one in the works right now and one we've been doing for the last month and we're going to continue that on for the next month as well is kimchi guys is giving away free meals to anybody who works in the hospitality industry that's been furloughed uh that's been laid off uh businesses shut down or who's in you know in need of a free meal uh we're providing that every tuesday from 11 o'clock to 8 p.m so uh, as long as you call 30 minutes ahead we're going to prepare a meal for you um, uh, and then we'll, you know, uh, just come pick it up. So it's, it's as easy as that. And we're doing that every Tuesday for another month at Kimchi Guys. And uh, if you need information, just go to kimchiguys.com. And then starting next Thursday, uh, anybody who works in the hospital, hospital industry that's fi fighting in the front lines of this COVID-19, we're going to start giving away free meals every Thursday at Drunken Fish Central West End. So if you work at a hospital... Wow. Uh, and you get off, uh, call 30 minutes ahead, and we'll prepare some sushi and some uh, salad and, and, and chips for you uh, at free of cost. So I think those are, so we're trying to do something uh, to give back to the community twice a week. Yeah. Even though we're going through a hard time, I feel like it's very important to the company to give back. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I mean, this is more than anything more. We need people like you and restaurants like yourselves uh, doing that kind of thing, just giving back to essential workers. Hopefully that can span out to non-essential workers at some point um, because everybody, you know, there's ever, a lot of people are struggling to make ends meet. And there's a lot of people out there just trying to find their next meal. Um, so, I, you know, of course, I got to right. say thank you right. to what you're doing because hopefully that will pave the way for, another, uh, for other restaurants to do the same because we we all need to do we all need to give back as much as we right. can right now for sure you know right. so right. i i appreciate you uh taking the Agreed. time yeah <laughs> so i appreciate you taking the time to uh be on the show today and and spread the word so tell people where they can find you uh find uh, drunken fish and kimchi guys because i know that there are some people not there's some essential workers out there that I'm sure would like to go and uh, get a meal. So where can they uh, find you guys? Right. 
So with Kimchi Guys, you can go to kimchiguys.com. Uh, we have actually extended our delivery service uh, radius. So you can go take an online order there and get it delivered. Uh, and if, as long as you uh, buy a certain amount, we can deliver for free right now. And our radius is pretty large. So kimchiguys.com. And at Drunken Fish, Westport, and Central West End, um, you can go to the site as well and order online and get it picked up or get it delivered. And if you purchase over $50, we deliver for free as well. So, Excellent. Excellent, man. Um, and I do want to say thank you to the St. Louis community for continued support. I appreciate it. Of course, you know, huge shout out to St. Louis, uh, you know, because all of St. Louis, we're all banding together. This whole city's banding together and doing everything that they can to keep everyone afloat, um, especially, you know, especially right. Drunken Fish and Kimchi guys. Mm -hmm. I mean, you guys are really doing something really great. And, uh, you know, we, like I said, there's a lot of people like yourself that are trying to band together, working their butts off to try to help people during these during these dark times so i i really commend you for doing that man i really really appreciate it brother thank you thank you anytime brother thank uh you. so anyway thank you brother thank you so much for coming on to the show monsak so thank you So um, always good seeing you man and good talking to you <laughs> great talking to you too man you stay blessed all right man All right, buddy. Peace, my brother. So anyway, there are a lot of really great individuals just like Bonsock that are going out of their way to help with the community, help with their cities. And I'm hoping that people that are watching right now all over the globe, I know there's people who are watching in Romania to Germany, all the way out to L.A. Hopefully, if you're an, a, a restaurant owner, this might hopefully it inspires you to go out and give back to essential workers and non-essential workers as well. There's a lot of people out here that are looking for their next meal, just trying to figure out how they're going to survive just through the day. Uh, and people like Monsoxo are doing exactly that, trying to be the answer to a lot of people's prayers right now. So anyway, we got to go into a quick commercial break. We'll be back with more top news. Much love to you guys. We'll see you guys in a minute. Bye. What's up, man? So we're going to go into the news. All right. <clears throat> yeah, the, uh, the internet is still really bad, but we're just going to have to deal with it. Yeah, you're... About to be. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know where Jack is, but it's fine. Uh, so yeah, we're just gonna go into these news things and stuffs. Oh boy. Okay. 
All right. Hey, welcome, welcome back, guys. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And like I always say, if this is your first time checking out this show, please go hit that like button on our Facebook page. And of course, if you're watching on YouTube, crush that subscribe button. And if you're watching on Twitch, please continue to watch our show and hit that follow button. It would really, really mean a lot. Anyway, it's time to get into some news because there's a, there's a lot of stuff that's going on. So I'm going to throw it over to Tom. And uh, yeah, Tom, what's a guam, man? All right. Well, we've got a few things today. Uh, we'll start with some serious stuff and kind of move on. But uh, they they have finally done some testing on that hydrochloroquine drug that uh, Trump has been touting and some people have been saying might be able to help with people with coronavirus, might be able to help their symptoms. Unfortunately, this uh, study found that the rates that it did not help improve the breathing of patients and actually the people that received hydrochloroquine were more likely to die than people receiving you know the routine care so this was a study done uh, with grants from the National Institute of Health it was also paid for by the University of Virginia it involved 368 male uh, veterans uh, hospitalized with confirmed coronavirus uh, but they found that about 28% of those given hydrochloroquine uh, plus the usual care uh, died. So 28% of them died versus wow. 11% of those receiving routine care. So unfortunately, wow. it looks like, you know, they were quick to note that this wasn't a, a very rigorous experiment, but it is the most rigorous so far. But uh, it, it sounds like hydrochloroquine is not the, not the cure-all we were maybe hoping it would be. Yeah. Uh, what do you got to lose? Oh, your life. Yeah. Oh. Gotta love that. Oh. How fitting. Oh. Yeah. That's a shame. That's a dang shame. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, yeah. Like, so I, I, like I said, I you know, know that, they, they found that. Like I was saying, like a lot of people are very uh, hopeful, were, or at least were very hopeful, hopeful with that drug. And uh, to the point where, I mean, shoot, man, they were they were killing them. They were they're killing themselves uh, just trying to uh, consume this drug. But there was no backing. There was no data. There was no information behind it. They didn't have the proper test results in regards to it. So, like I said, you know, and as Philip has said on on the on Facebook, uh, Trump needs to just keep his mouth shut until he has the facts. Period. Mm-hmm. Yep. So yeah, it, it, that that's that's a that's a bummer. There's no, uh, you know, I, I mean, I was, I think everybody was kind of hoping that there would be some sort of drug like hydrochloroquine that could treat this, but that doesn't seem like hydrochloroquine's the one. So there's that. It sucks. Uh, it sucks. And then yesterday we had, oh boy. Missouri, Missouri put on a show yesterday. Mm, um, yes. <laughs> a few hundred protesters showed up in Jeff City and, and here in St. Louis. Some showed up in Clayton to protest the shutdown, saying that we should reopen. Yes. Um, <laughs> I just don't know what to make of this. I mean, we, we've seen these these protests across the country, but you knew it was going to come to Missouri eventually. But... It did yesterday. There are lots of lots of American flags. A handful of state representatives also yeah. attended, including uh, Representative Tony Lavasco, uh, who's a representative from St. Charles, and uh, John Simmons from Washington, Mike Moon from Ash Grove, who's also running for state senate, and Representative Jim Neely from Cameron, which I've never heard of. I guess he represents about nine people. But, um, yeah, it's, you know, just a, a parade of ignorance. Oh, yeah. But uh, I guess this was, they say grassroots organized by a guy named Josh Schisler. Uh He's a former lobbyist, so real grassroots there, former lobbyist, who was listed as a host of the event. And, yeah, was walking with the state senator Neely, so... You know, they're calling this a grassroots protest, except it was organized by a lobbyist who's 
good friends with state representatives, so not really that grassroots. Uh, and then in Clayton, I guess, Clayton, Missouri, you know, which is part of St. Louis for our national and international viewers, showed up, and 60, 60 people showed up to protest, saying the models are wrong, open Missouri, and then people, you know, obviously just trolling with signs saying, like, my body, my choice, I do not consent, you know, trying to... Haircut. <laughs> But people had signs that they were out. They're like, "I need a haircut." Right. I need a haircut. And it's oh. like, oh man, I, and, and that's some that's just first world problems right there, really, you know. Um, it's, yeah, it's a dang shame. Now, here it is yeah. the, the 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 situation with the protests. I mean, obviously, this is going to continue. I mean, we. This is just the tip of the iceberg in regards to the protests. There will be more. There will continue yeah. to be more. I don't know. I personally, oh, it's so it's so tough because I want. I have my own personal opinions about it, but I am conflicted um, because I do feel that there are certain businesses that could be back up and up and open again. To a certain within the confines of certain rules, um, because if they're going okay, we're going to keep restaurants open, but they only do curbside. They're keeping that running, but they can't have certain other things open within certain rules and regulations within certain confines. I don't know. I don't know if protesting. I mean, everybody has a right to protest. I'm not sitting here saying that you shouldn't protest. If you believe in something, go on and do your – let your f protest flag fly. I don't care. The only part that really aggravates, aggravated me was when they were shutting down, uh, blocking off streets from emergency vehicles being able to drive in and out of that place. Those are the parts that I find very, very dumb. I understand people's need to make money. I understand that. We all need to make money. Being shut off like that is 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 terrible. <laughs> Being furloughed is terrible. You know, like for example, my girl just got furloughed two days ago, and it's terrifying. It's terrifying. Uh, so I understand people getting upset and going, "No, I want to go back to work. I want to earn my pay," because twelve hundred dollars ain't going to cut it. Let's keep it straight, funky, y'all. So when it comes to that, I get that part, but we got to find another way, a, a, another proper way of protesting. Oh, here's an idea. You know, maybe you protest in a parking lot across from the, the from the, the state capitol or something, not blocking off a whole damn street. You know what I'm saying? Because obviously we can't assemble cl in close proximity with each other, even though people are still violating that it, during protest anyway, maybe doing that. You know, I don't know. There's just got to be another way to protest and get your voices heard without you blocking off a major street so that emergency emergency vehicles can't come and go as they please. That's my only gripe. Protest all you want. I don't care. As long as you're not running people over and as long as you're not blocking off major streets. That's it. Yeah. You have an absolute right to assembly. What were you say, Jack? Or walking out on the highway. That's just dangerous. Or, or yeah. that too. You know, don't, you know, there's, there's been plenty of protests like that too. And it's like, no, you don't do, just don't do that. You know, Where, whatever you're protesting is, it's fine. Like to a certain extent, obviously, within the confines of what you're protesting on. Obviously, I'm going to have a gripe on certain things. But find a different way to protest so it's effective. But then people can still be saved. People can still be helped. Honking your horn and just waving a flag ain't going to do nothing. I don't yeah, know. It just it seems like a weird. I mean. <sighs> it's just <clears throat> for me, it's it, it, it's a weird thing. to It's a weird thing to protest for me. I get that people are, you know, furloughed, not making money. You know, but we're all kind of in this together. And the safety of people comes first. 
obviously. And it, it's not about, you know, it's not about, oh, I'm healthy, so I should be able to go out and do whatever I want. It's like, well, okay, you can put yourself at risk, but what you're actually doing is putting everyone else at risk by going out and trying to go back to normal in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah. And my whole thing with these people is, you know, this is, I don't know. It, where were these people protesting for, like, gay marriage or for, uh, you know, black people being killed by cops or for, like, equal pay for women? You know, just judging by some of the MAGA stuff these people are sporting, because that's really what these things are. These are little MAGA rallies. I mean, these these are Trump Republicans. These are... These are hardcore Trump supporters. These aren't these aren't True. people from all walks of life. This is a certain sliver of the population that really doesn't protest unless it's something like this, where it's like this is having to stay home for a month is your is what breaks you. I I don't know. I mean, it's yeah. It, to me, they seem like wimps. They seem they seem wimpy. You know. I mean, yeah. how, how put upon can you really be? I mean, it. it uh, I mean, I'm looking at these people. They all seem pretty privileged. If you look at them, I mean, it doesn't look like any of these people are really. They're not struggling. This is all just bluster, and. Uh, or it, it makes me mad. Well, it you, makes me mad watching it. it yeah, it, it it really does. You know, as I say all the time, it really burns my cookies too. But uh, let me let me ask you this though. What if they're doing that? What if they're protesting in fear of what could inevitably come later, which is no money, making having no source of income at all? You know, I understand that you say it's just a bluster and all that. But what if they're protesting because they're trying to avoid something really bad happening in the near future? So they're just trying to cut off what's going on right now before all of their funds are completely depleted. I mean, think about I mean, that. I there, there, there is that possibility. Think about a world where you don't make any money at all whatsoever. Like you have no, like restaurants are closed. Everything is completely shut the hell down because of this yeah. pandemic. There's no way of you making money except for getting a $1,200 check. You know what I'm saying? That you're still waiting on, maybe. Yeah. You see? Being broke is better than being dead. That's all I can say. Facts. If you want to go out and Facts. spread a – if you want this country to be like Italy and have everybody be dead, then, uh, yeah, go ahead. But I, I'd rather be broke than dead. No, and that's facts. No, and that's facts. Just playing devil's advocate here and just saying, yeah. hey, maybe these people are just trying to get ahead of the ball so that to avoid something financially detrimental happening to everyone. Now, I'm not saying that they have a right to I'm not saying that they're in the right, but I can see maybe that being a concern, an ongoing concern. But let's move on to the next topic. What else is what else uh, is going on? All right. Next topic. We'll do something. Let's see. OK, so we've got uh, an, uh, an animal expert is warning that, uh, you know, with everybody being home with their pets, especially dogs who, uh, you know, obviously have a very close relationship with their owners. Yeah. They're worried that after this uh, shutdown is over and people go back to work, the dogs will have very bad separation anxiety that, uh, you know, we're, we're all home with our pets now all day long and hanging out. Yeah. And once we go back to work, working, you know, if you're lucky eight hours a day, but realistically most people work more than that. If you're out all day, you know, dogs are going to be like, hey, where's my owner that was here with me for the last month, 24-7? Yeah. So that's, that's another thing we got to worry about is our pets are going to be bummed out. Or, I don't know, if you have cats, they'll probably be thrilled that you're gone. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, dogs dogs are going to be dogs are gonna be a little sad. We yeah. all know huh. I think a lot of uh, businesses will allow people to bring their animals to work. Yeah. <laughs> well, I hope so. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I'll, I'll say that is some first world problems right there for sure, too. <laughs> oh, my dog is going to be having anxiety attacks. Ah, they'll be all right. That, that's mm. what I think. They're just going to deal with it. They'll adjust. It'll be fine. 
I already have two very, very extremely spoiled dogs that get attention. They're attention whores. I mean, they, they get all the attention that they want all day or a day. So personally, they'll be fine. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, it'll yeah, be fine. Yeah. Eh. Dogs. Eh. Cats, absolutely. They're like, I hate you, but I love you. I hate you. I hate you. Feed me. I hate you, but I love you. So I get that part. Dogs, yes, they're they're extremely. I mean, I understand, you know. But at the same time, we gonna be alright. We gonna be alright. They dogs. They dogs, man. They dogs. You know what I'm saying? They'll be fine. As soon as you say they're gonna be like ah, and then you say treat, they go, and then they 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 forget everything. They go squirrel. They're they're gonna be fine. They're gonna be fine. Yeah, but. There, this 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 uh, animal psychologist, Doctor Roger Mugford, who's a okay, wait, wait, consultant wait. to the English royal family. Time out, time out, time out. Okay, time out. Did you just did you just say a animal psychologist? Yeah. All right, this show is over. <laughs> <laughs> what? This man makes money doing the psychology of dogs and cats. Yeah. I'm done. Hey, well, I mean, Caesar Milan made a whole career out of it, you know. I mean, who made a, a career out of it? And Caesar Milan, you remember? Oh, Caesar, Caesar Milan. yeah, the dog whisperer. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Um. Okay. When he's literally just going, he's just making things up. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't mean to be a jerk. It's just they're dogs. You're gonna sit mm-hmm. there and go, hey, you know, like one second they hate you or they they're they're worried about something. As soon as you give them a, a treat or their toy or you throw their little squeaky something, they forget everything. Within five minutes, they forget everything. You know, that's mm-hmm. what their memory. I guess their their short term memory is very short. So, but I, I'm sure there's a lot of uh, uh, dog lovers or pet lovers, and I'm not sitting here saying anything about animals and how they're not important i'm not saying anything like that but like i said the dogs are gonna dogs and cats and pets are gonna be fine your goldfish ain't gonna miss you when you're gone you see what i'm saying they just float around and drink breathe water so i mean you know i I just yeah well he's specifically talking about dogs and he's just saying to uh prepare for it to prepare your dog for when you go back to work so that it's not an abrupt change of being around them all day, and then all of a sudden you're just not there for 10, 12 hours a day. So in other words, when you leave, make sure you you hide all the sharp objects and definitely stow away the gun. Gotcha. Because <laughs> they just so. – <laughs> it's just ridiculous. I feel like it's a little ridiculous, but that's funny. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. Wood, Woodgrade said uh, – this is going to uh, this is going too far when you start talking about dogs. <laughs> uh, Woodgrain said uh, also on YouTube, you got diva dogs. P. I'm like, yeah, I really do. It, it's terrible. Um, and this is psychology for dogs. What the f? Yeah, yeah. I, I, my thoughts exactly. Yeah, my thoughts exactly. But you know, I'm, I'm just I'm just one man <laughs> with that thought on dogs. You know. Um, or on pets, but you know, moving on. What what else is going on? <laughs> All right. Well, we've got uh, Missouri has become the first state in the United States to sue China over the over China's handling of the coronavirus. Yes, uh, they're claiming that uh, China has been letting blames China for letting the coronavirus spread. They said they've been. Uh, misrepresenting, concealing, and retaliating against people that have been, you know, whistleblowing about COVID. So they're they're trying to blame China for the spread of COVID. And obviously there's plenty of blame to go China's way on this, for sure. But this is kind of a, it's kind of a stupid lawsuit because China is protected by sovereign immunity. Mm-hmm. So this case has just on its face no merit but you know they're going to try a very unusual last ditch way to try and sue china now of course critics are saying this is you know this is being brought about by missouri's attorney general eric schmidt he's a republican there are a lot of people that are saying that 
the reason he's suing China right now is to deflect blame from, you know, Trump's shortcomings with this mm-hmm. and trying to deflect blame from the United States. But yes, Missouri has become the first state in the union to sue China and the Communist Party for the spread of COVID-19. Now, if 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 Missouri was to win, do we get a, a cut of that check? I'm just curious. <laughs> That'd be nice, but it, I mean, inquiring minds would it like seems to know. Like China's pretty. It would be nice. It would yeah. be nice if we could get some money. China would be like, uh, yeah, here, your money's over here. Come, Come and, get, and it. get it. <laughs> and then you go there, and they never let you leave. Exactly. <laughs> it's right here. It's right here. Look, I got a pile of cash for you. You want Come a treat? On. Hey, you want a treat? You want a treat? Psych. So, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Interesting for sure. Okay. What else is new? Yeah. And, you know, like last week, Missouri Senator Josh Hawley introduced legislation to strip China of its sovereign immunity. So they're, they're trying to they're trying to make this lawsuit work. It's not going to. China's protected by sovereign immunity. That's not to say China doesn't have a lot of blame in this. They most certainly do. But it's not uh, this lawsuit isn't going anywhere. And it's I, I think it's just a distraction. Yeah. But eh. I agree. I, I'll take some money, though. That'd be nice. Shoot. Like, hey, you, if they're going to cut everybody a check, pff, holla at your boy. What else is new? <laughs> All right. So here we got one here. Uh, this is a woman uh, in, in Toronto. Yeah, Toronto, who was uh, shot. She was going out for a jog. And as, as she was walking down the street in Canada, she was shot in the chest. Unbelievable. And this would have been a fatal shooting had it not been for her breast implants. Her breast implant, when she was shot, deflected the bullet so that it went up and missed her heart. And it it, it deadened the impact of it so that all she had was uh, an entrance wound and a fractured rib. This would have, without her breast implants, this would have been a fatal shooting. It would have hit her heart, and she would have been dead. So, wow. score one for breast implants. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's... Uh, uh, what size were those? Uh, it doesn't say. Okay. <laughs> There's a picture of it in here in the in the article lower down. They have a picture of the actual breast implant with the... You can see where the bullet went in and kind of see its path through the breast implant. But, um, yeah, it's... It, it is very lucky for her. She didn't realize she had been shot until she started to feel heat and pain and saw blood coming from her chest. Wow. But, yeah, they. this would have been a definitely fatal shooting. Was yeah. this just a stray bullet? I think it seems like it was intentional, but I, I don't know. That's so random. In like, close range or, like, 20 feet away? like. Yeah, yeah I don't think anybody really knows. I mean... Again, she didn't realize anything was wrong until she was like, I feel heat and pain. That's so and looked wild. down, saw blood coming out. And, um, that's yeah. Wild, man. Yeah, that's, that's really, really uh, wild. Yeah, breast Look at the breast implant here. It looks like a pretty good-sized breast implant. So, uh, you're yeah. saying, so you're saying the photo that you sent me is literally the gunshot wound and everything, right? Yeah, the one, the one that I sent you, that's the actual woman there. And yeah, yeah, you can see. I'm trying to get where, this thing where up here. The the wound is. Yeah, I'm trying to yeah. get it up here. Boom. But so, yeah, it not. And it not been for that breast implant, she would have been dead. That's unbelievable, man. That's one lucky. That's one lucky girl, man. Mm-hmm. That's one lucky girl. You know, um, it's, it's, a, it's the funny thing is, mm-hmm. is yeah, you, when when boobies another way that boobies can get a girl out of out of a situation. <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy, man. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Man. Anyway. Uh, so we also do have our uh, natural born idiot of the day. Right? Yes. So what is this? What's going on? Yes. You got to tell me this story because this is very, very good. Who is our natural born idiot of the day, my brother? 
Okay, here it goes. Uh, this is uh, out of Omaha. I guess Bellevue is a suburb of Omaha. But um, I'll just start by saying this. If you're going to go, obviously times are tough now. People are trying to go find new jobs. They're trying to get some employment. If you're going into a place to fill out a job application right now, don't don't try and hit two birds with one stone and try and shoplift from your potential employer at the same time you're filling out a job application. Because that's what a 20-year-old man in Omaha did on Monday. Uh, it took he, he went in, he filled out a job application, put down his name, address, phone number, employment history, all that fun stuff. <laughs> and then he went and stole a $40 bottle of cologne. Just cologne? Yes. He just they went had video of him taking a $40 bottle of cologne out of the box. Bruh, so he only took, he, yeah. he stole a $40 bottle of cologne after filling out a job application. So he went and, and f- yep. filled out all his information, all his, all of his honest, truthful information, cased the joint, went mm-hmm. and got himself and stole himself a bottle of $40 cologne. Man, shoot, man. He should have he should have stole a a huge stack of toilet paper, man. What the hell's wrong with you, man? Priorities. Priorities. Wow. Who does that, well, man? This, this, this was at a sporting goods store. Ah. This was at a sporting goods store. This this fellow went in there. He took uh he took a $40 bottle of cologne. He took the cologne out of the box. Uh put the cologne in his pants, put the box back on the shelf. All of this, meanwhile, is being caught on the department store's security camera. So store detectives caught it on the security camera, and they're like, oh, well, you know, this guy stole, you know, a $40 bottle of cologne. How are we going to catch him? And it's like, oh, he left a job application with all of his details. So they invited the guy in for a job interview, well, for a job interview, they said, yeah, hey, we like your application. Wow. How about you come in for an interview? And when he showed up, they arrested him. Bruh. <laughs> That's hilarious. I mean, some people are just stupid. I mean, <laughs> that is just, that, like I said, he is the natural-born dumbass of the day for sure. Who does that? Oh, yeah. Who does that? Do, what, do we have his name, by the way? What's his name? They don't have his name here. Uh, I wish dang. they would. But, yeah, they, they said that uh, they were able to match the man. You know, they were able to identify the man by his name, age, phone number, and place of residence that matched his, uh, uh, that, that matched his job application. And the still photo from the video and his mugshot, the, the video of him also matched mugshots of him from numerous earlier arrests. So this guy's 20. He's got numerous arrests under his belt. And, you know, I guess it's because he's kind of an idiot. Yeah, that's that's a dumbass. So, what, and that, yeah. what's, what's funny is, why a sporting goods mm. store? Like, but why, though? Why a sporting goods store, of all things? That makes no yeah. sense. What? And what are you using? What are you using cologne for now? You can't go out yeah. and, like, go to the club or anything like that. There's nothing to do now. And you de- Who are you trying to impress with your cologne? Yeah, and you definitely are not going on no Tinder dates. You probably don't even know how to use your phone. Shoot. That is an idiot. Wow. <laughs> That's funny. Man, I bet he was going pawn it. Or that too. He could. Yeah, that's a possibility. That's a possibility. He's like, oh, this is expensive. Yeah. Let me let me sell this. You know, that's a good possibility too. Uh, do we have anything else? Uh, let's see. I think that's what we have for the day. Okay, great. Then we're going to go into a quick commercial yeah. break. Uh, that was our I, news. I think, there, I think there is. Go ahead, Tom. What? Oh, yeah. I, I think there's also some talk there. They're, they are getting closer to, uh, coming to an agreement. Well, the Senate has passed. I'm not sure what the latest is on it since we started the show, but the Senate yesterday passed uh, a bill that would uh, another another little bit of money for small businesses. I think this one's 300 and some odd million dollars for small businesses. 
sounds like the House and Senate and the president have come to a, a tentative agreement on this. So there should be another round of uh, small business loans going out. Hopefully soon they should get that passed. Hopefully today. Right so, on. Right th on. There's that going on also. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to go into a quick commercial yeah. break. We'll be right back with our question of the day. And the question of the day is. Hmm, this is not allowing me to do it, of course. Question of the day. Yeah. Well, I'm just going to say it. The question of the day is, would you rather have an expensive wedding ring or have an expensive wedding? All right. That is our question of the day today. So be sure to comment down below and let us know what you think on that. We're going to go into a quick commercial break. This is the Pascal Show. We'll be right back. Bye. All right. What is up with the connection today? Yeah, it's it not is, very good. It is all over the it's place today. Headache just listening to you. <laughs> Sorry, man. It's it's coming out smooth. Jack, how am I coming in? Because you're coming in. Really yeah, yeah, you're really clear to me, Tom. Like you're crystal clear. Like your image and your voice. Pascal's screen is like so pixelated and like choppy, and I hear background noises and everything. Yeah, it's yeah. weird because uh, yeah. you got you it's guys weird. are coming in. Yeah, you're you're coming crystal clear to me too. Oh, you guys are coming in smooth, but it huh. the uh, but it's been it's been okay. it's been a very moody um stream. Like one moment it's bad, then it goes up to marginal, then it goes to really good for a minute, for a little while, and then it will drop down to bad, and then it go to marginal. It's like it's all over the place. But um, I will be right back. Is Allison home streaming? Huh? I was wondering if Allison was home and like on like streaming or using her. Internet. I didn't know if like Allison's home using the internet and if that's slowing it down where she usually isn't home. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if, you know, I, I just wonder if, if he got, uh, you know, because I know Charter really limits the upstream. Yeah. So I mean, I know AT and T has a faster upstream. Yeah. That may be, or it could just be everything running through the computer. I don't know. Yeah. But I mean, if you're sending video out to, you know, how many different platforms are we sending video out to? Uh, like four. Yeah, that 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 could be it. You know, if yeah. if it's if it's, I don't know how all that works. I don't know if you send the video out and then. But if gets, you listen, if you listen to him on the actual YouTube thing, he sounds crystal clear and looks crystal clear. Oh, okay. Interesting. It's, it's just Skype. Hmm. Uh, so it's probably just how many connections he has going on. And I don't know. I wonder if he's got 5G or, or 4G or what's the, the different hookups that, that, that people have options for on Charter? Oh, well, they've got the, the three the, for the wireless. Yeah. Yeah, 3G and 5G. Yeah. I know 5G is really good if you're near the router. Right. And there aren't a lot of things interfering, you know, in the path between the router and you. And then 3G is good for, like, long range, but it's not as fast, and it can get interference. 5G is really yeah. good if you're uh, right, like, if you're near it, if you're near the, uh, the, the Wi-Fi. It's really yeah, 5G. Yeah, 5G, 5G is faster and doesn't have as much interference from other people's Wi-Fi, uh, but it, it doesn't have quite the range that 3G has. 3G has a wider range, but can get more interference and runs a little slower. But 5G is really fast, but if there's a whole bunch of stuff between you and the router, it, it may, not, may not be able to reach as well. But I don't know that that's the problem. I, I don't know. Because hmm. no, you've been using Wi-Fi, are you, Pascal? Are you, aren't you hardwired in? No. My Wi-Fi, my Wi-Fi, my Wi-Fi are in another room. I'll be right back. Why? That's what he needs to do. Is he needs to be hardwired in and not doing Wi-Fi. 
Mm. Yeah, yeah, it might do something. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that'd fix it. Mm. Well, at least let us know whether it was a Wi-Fi problem. Right. Ooh. Burning a hole in my stomach. Ugh. Might end the show a tiny bit earlier than than usual today. We got ten seconds. Alright. Oh, cue uh, up to have that a uh, joke. Or the game. All right, welcome, welcome back, guys. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Of course, if this is your first time checking out the show, please go hit that like button on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash The Pascal Show. And of course, if you're watching on YouTube, hello, everybody on YouTube. And hello, everybody on Twitch. What's up, Germany? What's up, Romania? What's up, man? What's up, uh, California? What's up, uh, New York? What's up, uh, Michigan? What's up, everybody? What's up, world? Please go and crush that subscribe button we are working towards getting to 10,000 subscribers i know i know 10,000 subscribers yes damn right cuz that's the first that's the first hill we're trying to get over all right so definitely hit that subscribe button okay and if you're watching the feed right now and you're liking it and you're liking the questions and the conversations between me and my brothers here please hit that like button on our YouTube feed. It would really mean a lot. Anyway, it is time for our question of the day. And the question of the day is, would you rather have an expensive wedding ring or have an expensive wedding? Would you rather have an expensive wedding ring or an expensive wedding? All right? So that's the question of the day. Now, there's, there's a, I could see a lot of opposing uh, ideas. I can see a lot of people thinking there's a lot of different options you can do with this question. So I'm going to throw it around the room. Of course, I know that we have some comments um, on our social media, uh, and I think we put it on Reddit as well, right? We had it on Reddit as well. Uh, we just really, yeah. No one responded to it. Uh, oh. We only got people on Facebook that did a couple. Okay, uh, yeah. let's do some of the so, Facebook people. Uh, that happened. <laughs> yeah uh so let me let me pull that up here uh it, first off my first thought is that it's a uh one's an asset and one's a liability uh so uh, you know having a having an expensive wedding is uh one of those things that you can keep with you you keep the value uh and it's money that you're just putting into say a diamond or into some platinum or gold or whatever your ring might be made out of. Word. Uh, whereas the other one's a single night event uh, where it's a celebration and you may have a really good time, but you're usually just left with a hangover. Uh, and maybe a couple friends that might break an ankle uh, or, you know, some friends that might other ruin some other relationships, some right. people that might have a new relationship. Who knows? Uh, but... <laughs> Uh, we got Molly on Facebook says, um, middle of the road ring and cheap wedding. Uh, we had a cheap wedding with just witnesses, and I was more than fine with just that. And then we have Tanya says, give me the ring. Nah. So, <laughs> yeah, give me that so, ring. That's what's up. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so on YouTube, uh, Stacy too says, ring. You got, she, she said, uh, you guys need a woman on the panel. Absolutely. Um, you know, we usually do have our girl Lydia, but um, she has been she's pregnant and she's on the last like basically on the last leg of the preg pregnancy. So I'm hoping to have her back on the show here soon because uh, I do miss uh, I do miss Lydia. I miss Lydia a lot. So I, I have to answer that real quick. I do miss that. But miss her. Hi, Lydia. Because, yes. Hi, Lydia. We do miss her. You know what I mean? She's the bomb for real. For real, for real. But yes, yes, I agree. There needs to, we do need a woman in the, in the panel, for sure. Um, yeah. So, yes, we do. Anyway, uh, uh, she she said ring. That's what I got. That's what my hubby gave me. Um, and mm -hmm. so uh, Woodgrain said neither. It's overrated. But ring, if you ha if I had to choose, M uh, material ish, y'all. 
So those are the comments that we have on that. So keep the comments going down below. You know, people on Facebook are watching y'all. I seize you. I seize you. Comment down below. Let us know what you think. Would you rather have an expensive wedding ring? And fellas, would you rather give her an expensive wedding ring or give her an expensive wedding or ladies, would you rather have the ring or would you rather have the wedding? Damn are the questions. Okay. So I'm going to throw it over to Tom. Tommy boy. What do you think, man? Well, I mean, obviously personally as a guy, I, I, I don't want a really flashy ring, but if I were thinking whether or not I want to, you know, give my, uh, you know, whether I'd want to give my fiance, uh, expensive ring. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I, I think I'd have to go ring probably just because that can be an heirloom, you know, that, that can be passed down through generations. Um, I mean, personally, selfishly, I'd say let's throw a big blowout wedding, Yeah, you know, have, you know, top shelf everything and, you know, just a, an amazing venue. I mean, to me, that sounds more appealing, but, you know, that I, I would I, I would say for the sake of uh, the potential fiance, I'd say ring just because it, it's an heirloom. It's something that could be passed down. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. You know, I'll say. So I am. No one cares about that, Jack. All right. I'm just kidding. There was (laughs) such quiet. Wow. Uh, Hey, oh, I do have a comment on here. Uh, Alicia on Facebook said, big wedding with fam and friends, less money on my finger, uh, less anxiety for me. LOL. (laughs) That's true. Um, And I can see that. Um he said, as a, as a guy, I want uh, Woodgrain said, as a guy, I want a, a gaudy ring just like hers. Faux Tom. <laughs> <laughs> um, then uh, Stacy yeah, said, then, I think I like, traditionally, uh, wasn't it supposed to be that? Like, uh, well, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Sorry, man. Uh, it's so, the, it's so delayed on my end, man. I'm sorry. No worries, yeah, it's bro. Really delayed. It, it, it's going to catch up. It's going to catch up. Uh, then Stacy says on YouTube, the question should be, would you rather have an expensive wedding or a down payment on a house? You know, that's a, now you're now you're venturing into another realm, which is really a good question, Stacy. Damn. Damn. That's a good question. We're going to have to yeah. we're going to have to down sh- payment on a house. No question. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Because the house is forever, but the ring is forever, too. And then, you know, you got to. OK, I didn't get a chance to say my piece. So let me say my piece real quick. All right. Here's my thought. I agree with Jack. An expensive it, it, one's a liability and one's an asset. I do agree with that. The ring is on her finger forever. You have memories. You'll have wonderful memories of that crazy night that you had Oh, my God, we just got married. Holy cow, we just got married. So I could see that part. But I think this. Most of the time, everybody's drunk before they get to the wedding reception anyway. So cheap wedding, expensive ring. Other thing is, is I would hate. I would hate for my wife. To consistently look down at her ring. I know that sounds very, it's, it's very materialistic. We're, we're, we're just talking about material stuff, okay? And say that, say, the, say my girl is a, a material girl living in a material world, okay? So, I feel like if she was constantly, I feel like she would constantly look down at the ring maybe and going, ah, oh, you, know, uh, you know, maybe you'll get an upgrade type of thing. So, for me, it would be expensive ring, cheaper wedding, cheaper wedding. Um, if I had if I had to choose between the two, but to be straight, completely straight, funky with you, I'd want to have both. I'd want to have the 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 wedding and the ring. <laughs> I'd want it to be both both dope as hell. You see what I'm saying? That's just me though. But that's me. I like I like to do it big. 
that's that's the you know the 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 big you know theatrical person